Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast, sponsored by Illumination Partners. And I am so grateful you have joined us. You know, the fans keep telling us how much they enjoy this program. Each week, I get to bring insights and inspiration from industry leaders to you. And in the process, I learn and you learn and we grow together. But today, it's just me. And, you know, as we enter into the holidays, I sincerely want to thank everybody for all of your support for the Drop-In CEO brand, helping us to evolve our offers and really make an impact and change the lives of others. And this week, I just wanted to share some thoughts with you, something that has been really resonating with people that I've been sharing this with. I've been doing some complimentary lunch and learns around a topic that, I don't know, is so missing from so many professionals as they move up in their corporate career or even when they are owners of their own business. It's called Powerful Words to Increase Your Confidence and Impact. And why, why, why am I spending so much time on this? It's because we are so good at our craft. We are celebrated. We are promoted if we are great in sales or in finance. And yes, we do need to have a few skills about how to interact with people. Otherwise, we would not have been promoted. But sometimes we do still have gaps. And I know, I know I have had some of those gaps myself. A quick story, I do remember being at the top of my game. I remember having my I's dotted, T's crossed, delivering my monthly presentations on the status of quality. And so I would go in and share my information. Here's the data. Here's the trend. What is the impact? Here's what we're doing. And when I was done with my presentations, crickets, not a word, silence. And so I ask you, how often has that happened to you? You're so proud of your work. But the thing that was missing was the connectivity with people and the impact we were making on them. Now, Obviously, I was doing my job. I had everything buttoned up, but I left no room for conversation, discussion, and engagement, and I missed an opportunity. It was really about the engagement, not necessarily the information I was sharing. So think about that. Engagement is really the outcome of when we interact with our colleagues, not necessarily the information. It is about the relationships. Because when things are good and we celebrate that, that's important. But when things are not going well, we rely on those relationships to be able to get us through. And so coming back to this, I soon realized there were things that even though I was a good communicator, were missing from really having influence and an impact. 
And so now turning to you, depending on where you are in your transition, transformation, or moving up in your career, I have found sometimes people are so close to making an impact, but fail to really be heard, understood, or respected. And then what happens? We lose our confidence. And so there is a solution to this, that if we implement powerful words that can change your own mindset, but later help you to connect and influence your environment. And, you know, it's so simple, but we don't teach this. And I'm going to just share three principles I have found that really make a difference. I would ask that you close your eyes, put aside your cell phone or your laptop or whatever else you're doing, because this is time for you to spend looking inside and examine, are you making an impact? Do you have confidence or lack of? Do you feel that you're not heard, seen, or respected? And this is for you. So my first suggestion is around mindset. I'm not going to go woo-woo on you. Mindset. It is simple as changing one thing. Get rid of the int from your vocabulary. I'll say it again. Get rid of the int, the N apostrophe T from your vocabulary. And what I mean by that is remove. I can't. I'm not. I won't. I never. And I shouldn't. Oh my. I would like you to think about or write down how many times you've used those words. They don't serve you. But I propose to you that you reframe it in a positive mindset. That when you communicate and build connection with people, try to use the words, I can, I am, I will, I'll learn, I'll try, I'll consider. Even if you have some doubt in your mind, please get rid of the N apostrophe T and use affirmative words. And the reason why this works is by putting everything in a positive perspective. You change your mindset, and when your mindset changes, the external confidence comes forward. And it moves you away from limiting beliefs about yourself. And in the end, you have to think about by using ints in your vocabulary, you're the one holding yourself back, not anybody else. It starts with the language you use, and then ultimately the behavior will come. And I've seen this before, and I have a fond friend of mine who was moving from a technical leader position and had an opportunity in being technical sales. And the first reaction they said was, I can't apply for that job because I've never been in sales. Oh my, (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I've never another N in there. But When I was talking to this person, I said, you know, you could think about it a little bit differently. And if the person had said, while sales is new, I know from past experience, I can learn fast and quickly be effective. Now think about that. There wasn't a single bit of negative mindset in that. It was all positive. If we can just put things in a positive spin, even if we are unsure of what the impact or outcome is, think about changing the words you use, get rid of the negatives, and try to put it in the position of a positive. And if you're a leader, I ask you, listen to the people that work with you. They may be using an apostrophe T as much as you were. 
And in a kind way, you might want to bring this to their attention and talk about the positives. Because again, as soon as we can change the words, they start impacting their behavior and you're going to start getting a better outcome. All right, so let's move on. I do want to talk to you also about some messaging, especially in the context of when we are giving presentations. It is so important to not only share your expertise and knowledge, that's why you're in that position, but it is also important to put it in the context of, and what is the risk or opportunity of what we're sharing with individuals we're trying to connect with, and also the impact or magnitude. And why is this important? Because it puts everything in an affirmative language in a way that is relatable to anybody versus simply disseminating information. It creates a dialogue, even maybe dissension. But remember, it's not about presenting information to your colleagues. It is about connection. And sometimes, just like I told you in my story, I presented all of my data and my trends I had no conversation or connection or relationship building with my team of colleagues. But I promise you, if you think about saying, putting the risk or opportunity of your proposal and the magnitude of it, you're actually going to get a conversation. And so let's just put this in practical terms. You might want to think about this as an example of what not to do. And I have done this. The data shows complaints are increasing and we need to replace our equipment to reduce defects. (laughs) And you know what you get with that? You get crickets. You get deflection. Well, we don't have that in the budget. Let's look at that next year. Or can we take that offline? Because people just don't know how to respond to you. And it may be nothing that you have shared with them that is wrong. Your data may be accurate, but you haven't made a connection that moves them emotionally to at least engage in a conversation with you. And that's what is often missing from our subject matter experts, and they go away feeling frustrated. But let's try to reframe this and think about this. The data shows customers' complaints are increasing, and without making changes in our equipment, we're going to lose business and possibly incur returns. Now, think about it. We just talked in the language of business. Our CEO and our CFO's ears will start perking up. And then, You follow it with, I propose that we invest in this equipment. And yes, it may be $10,000 investment, but with a return expense of $5,000 a quarter, it's going to pay for itself in a half year. Oh, now we're talking the language of money and more of your colleagues start jumping in. But watch out. Even if they start disagreeing with you, don't worry about it. You have connected with them. You started building a relationship because now they can engage in conversation. So just think about it. Use your subject matter expertise. Add the impact and magnitude of how it affects others. You will start being more influential and maybe even brought to the table when there's another decision or situation that needs to be discussed. Okay, I'm going to give you one of my most powerful things in terms of language that we use. I talk about this a lot, feedback, and oh my, I have been victim of either not receiving feedback or not getting feedback that is actionable, and we miss an opportunity. So I'm talking right now to anybody that has to give feedback. We need to do a better job, but I'm also talking to the people that when you ask for feedback and you don't get it, 
I'm going to give you some powerful tools to give you what you need in order to take accountability for your career. And it's three simple words. Feedback. What should I continue? What should I start? What should I change? Continue, start, and change. Now, these are really powerful words, and you understand them at face value. But in the context of feedback, this is what they really mean. What should I continue refers to a strength. What are you celebrated for, for which you're in the role that you're in? And what should I start doing? If you start doing this thing, it will enhance the strength that you have. And what should I change? That if you don't change it, it may not affect you now, but could detract from the strength that you have. And again, there is a lot of literature about strength-based improvements. We should focus on our strengths because that is where you're going to excel. And so the reason why continue, start, and change works is that it puts the activity of feedback in a positive experience and also quite actionable because you've now given a framework to whoever you're asking for feedback to be able to think about it and give you something actionable. And so that is why this works. And and here's an example of what typically happens to you when you don't provide the person you're asking a framework. You'll say, hey, how am I doing? You're doing fine. Fine. You're doing fine. (laughs) What can you do with that four-letter word, fine? Not much. Or, hey, how am I doing? I would like some feedback on how I can improve. Let me get back to you. And they never do. Leaving you feel felt stuck and don't know what to do, thinking you're doing okay, but then not getting the information if you're not. And so there is a story, I'm very fond of this story, just to give you an example of why this works. I had an amazing subject matter expert working for me when I was the head of quality, and they were amazing. When they stood or gave information, people listened. It was very valuable to help steer the course of our quality and food safety initiatives. But one day they did it a different way. And when we came together in our one-to-one, we met monthly one-to-one, and you should have the same with your boss or with your people. I said, what did you think about that presentation you did? And he said, I think it was good. People asked questions. It was fine. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, can I give you some feedback about this? And he says, well, sure. And I says, first of all, continue, continue with being so thorough in the information and knowledge that you have. You are really good. That's your superpower. So keep doing it. And he nodded his head for sure. But then I said, you need to start standing all the time when you deliver content. This time, I don't know what was different. When you stood I watched the people in the room and they leaned into you. Their bodies were so engaged with the words that you were sharing with them and the conversation was amazing. You need to start doing that even if you're giving a presentation from your office during a virtual event. That energy is going to come through your words and people are going to lean into you even if it's virtually. And they says, oh, wow, sure, I can do that. And I said, great. And then I said, there's one thing you might want to change. Are you okay with that? And they said, yeah. I said, you move your hands around a lot. and That's fine. But sometimes you put your hand like on your back pocket, like as if you're just making sure your wallet is still there. I said, that can potentially be distracting if you do it too much. 
maybe ground your hands a little bit, maybe hold on to a clicker or a pen. So it's more grounded and meaningful. And I say, oh, wow, I never knew I did that. You know, that's meaningful. I can do that. And so what was the impact of that feedback interaction using continue, start, or change? This person that worked for me continued to be a sought out leader for my region in terms of their area of expertise. But later, because their messaging was so much stronger and they took the feedback in that opportunity, they then were a sought out global leader. And it was an amazing story to see that, but think about the power of feedback. And so I now turn back to you. I know I've shared a lot with you, but as we move towards the end of this conversation that I'm having with you, what are you going to do next if you are feeling vis- invisible, not heard or respected? Can you right now change some of the words that you use to have a much more powerful impact? What are you going to do about checking how often you're using an apostrophe T and how you communicate? Or are you going to give this gift to somebody else who also communicates with a negative mindset? Just bringing it to somebody's attention could turn somebody's words around to be sought as somebody that is a positive person that seeks solutions and can be very valuable. And also, when you're giving your next presentation, look at that presentation and check. Of course, your information is accurate, but are you putting it in the context of risk or opportunity? And what is the impact to others? Remember, what's in it for me? You need to make that human connection. That's why we use these powerful words. And then finally, if you're not getting feedback, it is on you to have personal accountability for your career and ask for the feedback, but give people the powerful tools what to continue, start, or change. These powerful words are going to change the game for you. And here's how it's going to change. You are going to be seen and invited and asked to participate more often. I promise you that's going to happen to you. And kudos, it's going to be wonderful. But there are a couple watchouts. <laughs> I don't need to mean to be a Debbie Downer, but I would be remiss if I did not give you all the things you need to watch out for as soon as your words and your impact are more powerful. One, you're going to get a lot more work because you are heard, seen, and respected. So make sure that you know how to prioritize the new asks that are going to come to you. Be careful what you wish for. You're going to get it and you need the tools to help manage the increase in your workload. And also, and I'm sorry to have to say this, there are people in certain cultures and environments that when they see you starting to rise and become more visible and attracted to people that value your work, some people are going to want to micromanage or try to control that information or what you're doing. And I'm sorry to say that, but it does happen in some environments. Don't look for it, but just be on the watch out for that and certainly keep people informed of what you're doing. But rather than fret about anybody that apparently is trying to control your activity, seek to align with people that value what you do and spend more time aligning with them Because eventually you, because of your visibility and your powerful words, may be pulled towards other teams, business units, or organizations. 
And so that is the gift of having more powerful words in your arsenal to increase your confidence and impact. And I feel so thankful for having the opportunity myself to come to this realization and offer this up to you. And these are my thoughts for you again. The drop-in CEO brand, yes, our business and what we do, we drop into businesses or situations, assess the landscape, partner with the leaders to solve those transformational business issues. But ultimately, it's about elevating your capability in what you do so that when people like myself come out of helping and supporting the transformation, your skills are at a higher level to be able to support the new current state of what you're doing. And that's the lasting impact that I like to make and my business likes to make for you. And then with these powerful words that I have shared, you can share these with others and leave your legacy and impact. And so with that, I'd love to bring this to a close. I am grateful for your engagement. Listening to this as a resource that I can help your game, but also spread the word about the Drop-In CEO podcast. The community is growing and we can leave our legacy by sharing this great resource with others. And also you'll hear it a little bit in the outro. My book, The CEO's Compass, Your Guide to Get Back on Track, much of what you heard today is also in that book. But there are many, many insights that can help get you back on track. If the environment changes or you're going through a transformation, it is your resource to help you as a leader, whether you're early, mid-career, or even the CEO of a company. So Deb Coviello, the drop-in CEO, I'm grateful for you joining us. I do wish you continued success. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast, my new book, CEO's Compass will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.